Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. This week, we're going to help you guys who are doing what we are doing. In other words, we're going to help you guys build amazing content for your podcast if you so happen to be podcasters. And I know many of you guys are entrepreneurs out there have a podcast. It's really something that's trending and it's been trending for a couple of years now. Podcasting is huge and it's really, really good for business and a lot of entrepreneurs have taken to it and it's really taken the world by storm and it's a great thing. It's a great tool. We happen to love podcasting and so the title of this week is How to Create Amazing Content for Your Podcast and Elizabeth has a lot to say about this because she happens to have listened to a lot of content about how to create content. Is that is that right, Liz? I mean, you've listened to a lot of content on how to create content. Yes, uh, because I was in um, several different niches, uh, different things that I did, whether it was uh, learning, you know, about drop shipping, uh, how to run my business, online marketing, network marketing. There's a, a lot of different things through the years that I studied. So um, I really want to help you guys because I know a lot of you are considering starting a podcast and. Uh, a lot of people kind of get discouraged uh, starting one because they think, oh, well, what am I going to talk about every episode? Like they seem to be overwhelmed because they're thinking, you know, I have to create this new content every week. So a lot of people will uh, go into the other type of podcasting, which is interviewing. Yeah. So a lot of people do interview podcasts and that's great as well. Um, so I've seen some do a combination of both. So sometimes they'll create their own content, do their own research, and other weeks they'll have uh, invites, they'll have guests over talking yeah. about similar topics, always in the same kind of niche, and that's super great as well. But if you're like us and um, you have a lot to say <laughs> about you know different topics, but you're not so sure how to... Uh, make it really great for your audience, right? So you want to find content that's really appealing to your audience so that they stick around, so that they keep on coming back because you want the same people, your same audience to want to come back, right, to right. your podcast every week. So um, I'm not going to go into all the details of how to start a podcast. Uh, we eventually will do an episode like that, giving you, you know, the the mechanics of, you know, the, the equipment and different things and different, you know, maybe platforms and whatnot. But um, I have looked into a lot of different platforms. I've, I've done a lot of research before I even started my podcast. So you're in the right spot. So let's just dig into this content. And uh, I really want to help you with the marketing aspect, okay? Because people think that a podcast is just chit-chatting about their day like I've heard a lot of podcasts like that where you know moms and different people will just chit-chat about their kids and this and that well it depends on your audience 
Um, you know, if you have mo- stay-at-home moms and that's who you're talking to, then they might enjoy the ad lib and the, you know, cute stories and whatnot and different type uh, topics that mm-hmm. are pertaining to their kids. And it's really light and it's, you know, not a lot of prep. It's a lot of light flow and go with the flow kind of, kind of off thing. Off the cuff kind of thing. Off the cuff, exactly. And that's really cool if that's who you're marketing to. But this is what I want to get into. Um, to really create amazing content for your podcast, you really need to know who you're talking to. Okay, so maybe you haven't decided exactly who you want to, who you want to market to, who you want to talk to in your podcast. Basically, you have to ask yourself the question, uh, you know, what is my message? What am I going to teach people? What am I passionate about? What am I experienced in? that I want to teach these people and who exactly do I want to teach it to? Mm -hmm. Because you can be in marketing, for example, which is a very broad niche and, you know, only want to market to a specific type of person. Um, And so that you'll need to um, look into the podcast that we did on, um, it's called How to Define Your Target Market. So we did, I think it was episode 24, And we basically went into the details of how to develop your target audience, right? Mm -hmm. How to define that target audience that you want to talk to. So let's just say for for our podcast right now, you've decided pretty much you have an idea who that is, okay? So you've decided I want to market or talk to, you know, stay-at-home moms or I want to talk to uh, Christian entrepreneurs and I want to talk to them about this topic, Okay. So how do you get into their heads, right? You need to work a bit of the psychology. So to create really good content, you have to understand the needs of your target audience and uh, what they struggle with, their different pain points, so that you're able to create really good content that's going to solve their problems and they'll want to come back to. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's not always pain related. Sometimes it could be fear related. It could be fear based. Maybe it's something that they struggle with, that they worry about. It could be, you know, uh, just things, tools, different things that they need. Like right now we're talking about how to create amazing content for your podcast because we know we're talking to Christian Christian entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. And a lot of them, them, exactly. A lot of them have podcasts, right? Uh, or they're thinking of doing a podcast yeah. because they have a lot to say uh, about whatever it is that they're wanting to to talk about and, and market to whoever it is that they're deciding to market to and build their business that way, right? Yeah. So we, we know in advance what is interesting to that person because we decided that we were going to market to people that were very much like us. So kingdom entrepreneurs, Christian entrepreneurs, Uh, you know, that have children that are interested in kingdom knowledge, uh, that strive for more in their faith, always growing their faith, um, and care about leadership because that's a a main component of, you know, what we're passionate about and exactly of entrepreneurship and leadership in the home as well as important, right? Yeah. So that's how we, so we had narrowed our audience down and then we said, okay, well, we are that audience, so we are able to understand very well what the pain points are. Exactly, because we, we are <laughs> we are them, right? Yeah. So for for some of you, you've you know decided that's pretty much what you want to do. A lot of you have decided, hey, you know what? 
I want to help people that uh, have struggled the same struggles of, as I have in a specific thing. And so I'm going to do a podcast example. I'm going to help, uh, you know, I struggled with uh, parenting a child with ADHD, for example. And so you decide you're going to do a podcast marketing to parents uh, that had children with ADHD and all of the topics relating to that are going to solve a problem relating to the struggles yeah. that that parent is dealing with their yeah. child that has ADHD. For example, one topic could be uh, when you have a child with ADHD, how do you do homework? So the title could be homework and the ADHD child. How to so not bang be... your head on your on the wall when you're doing homework <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with your chill with your child after school. And we laugh about it, but you know it, it's just an example, right? So let's say in that in the case of this example, the best thing would be to go into the great hangouts online and social media where a parent that has a child with ADHD would hang out, right? So support groups for ADHD, I suppose, would be good. Exactly. So there's different things you can look into. There's forums that are very popular. So a lot of blogs and a lot, a lot of websites uh, on a certain topic, especially if they've become quite big and they have a, a lot of traffic to that yeah. website, will have a forum. Um, sometimes it's a program that you've bought and that's worth buying if you're trying, for example, to help uh, parents that have kids with ADHD. And, you know, for example, there's a certain course that's out there that's very popular and uh, a lot of parents have bought that course and there's a support group in that, you know, relating to that course. Maybe they have a, a forum that's uh, reserved for that course that you bought. And what happens is, well, then it's even easier for you to understand the struggles and the pain points because you're able to read the content, the kind of questions that yeah. these moms are asking or dads are asking about their children. Um, same thing in uh, Facebook groups that are very popular. A lot of them, uh, you know, are, are, are done by experts, uh, you know, that decide to help parents with ADHD or maybe it's a parent that decides to start the, the group. But in any case, you're going to see the kind of questions and that's going to give you got a, a good idea how to try to solve their pain points, yeah. right? Yeah. So really those good. those are a few examples of different things that you can do. Um, like I mentioned, there's the forums and there's the website that's called Quora. So Q U O R A dot com, Quora dot com, and that's a really cool forum because it's a place where, uh, a bit like I think it's Reddit. That's another one. Um, people ask questions, a lot of questions that they're wondering about, and it's on like at every topic you can think of. Like I've seen stuff on superheroes, I've seen stuff on network marketing, I've seen stuff on weight loss, I've seen stuff on every niche, like yeah. known to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sometimes man, right? when I do research, uh, I, I I find my answer there. Yeah, sometimes too, and sometimes it's just good to see the kind of questions in the category of you know what you're searching for to see the kind of questions people are asking so that can give you ideas as well into um, you know what kind of questions are being asked and how you can solve those problems um, another thing you want to consider is the frequency of your podcast you see we decided uh, from the very beginning because you know we're an entrepreneur family we have me and Sebastian both have our own things going on and um, 
We also have three young children under nine. So we decided, you know what, if we're going to create quality content, let's do this once a week. Yeah, because for us, it was um, to do it like, the, and I think where Liz wants to lead here is, is that usually twice a week is the best ratio of um, dishing out con like content like to attract an audience. I think that's what you were going to say, right? Twice a week is really, really good if you can do it. Uh, for us, it was just a little too taxing. It was not something that, because we didn't want to uh, sacrifice the quality of our content for the quantity of right. our content. So for us, twice a week was not really realistic. But for some of you guys out there, you might be able very well to do it twice a week, depending on your niche, depending on what you're dishing out, depending on your format. It might be an interview format, which is might be a, a, a possibility. So there's all these uh, reasons why twice a week might be better for you. And it's going to be better to uh, rank your podcast and get that audience going faster, uh, growing faster, I should say. Right. But for us, well, we chose once a week uh, because, as you know, we like to dig deeper. And digging deeper, well, takes a lot of work. And we'll talk about that later. Exactly. And, you know, you have to look at what are the motives for you to do this podcast, okay? So what are the reasons? If you're doing this more as a... Diff, uh, uh, just another online tool under your belt for marketing, then probably your podcast doesn't have to have uh, really long content or, um, you know, it could just be just a way for your audience to find you and get to know uh, little nuggets of you, you know? So mm -hmm. I've seen people um, basically take live videos and uh, MP3 them uh, into, you know, just audio and they'll just cut parts of their live videos that they're teaching a certain topic because a lot of people that are good at doing live videos will have at least, I don't know, four points to their videos. Yeah, exactly. So those, every point will have a slice of content that they can title a certain way and just, you know, give that content out. So they're basically, uh, you know, repurposing. repurposing. Yeah. Maybe like, 10, 15 minutes of content into one topic and for their audience, maybe that's good enough, right? So if it's just a means to get some traffic, uh, get people to check out your website, uh, your audience is on the go. Extend your reach also because some people don't, for example, some people who don't go to on YouTube where you, let's say your main right. uh, uh, platform is on YouTube. Well, uh, if your videos are usually half an hour, and you take a slice of each of those videos for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you podcast it, then you extend your reach in another platform where other people that you might not have reached will find you. Exactly. And so some people will have a podcast on their website and others will also have a podcast on Libsyn because it'll drive more traffic through that platform. Some other people will just have, you know, um, another another type like on uh, Stitcher there well usually when you're creating content on a podcast when you're professionally doing it you want to be everywhere so you mm. want to be on Google Play you want to be on Stitcher you want to be on iTunes obviously which is now called Apple podcast and uh, different platforms like that right so you want to put yourself as on as many places as you can submit your podcast a bit everywhere so that you get that uh, traffic coming to you and now with apple podcasts they're looking a lot at the seo as well so the titles um you know the kind of 
things that people are requesting or searching. The traffic, the reviews. Exactly. So it's becoming more of a search uh, for different topics. So they're transitioning as opposed to before it was more like, okay, I'm looking for a Christian podcast. And then you just had all these Christian podcasts pop out. Now people are searching more by title of what they're wanting to learn. They're basically done like Amazon does. Yeah, It's like you're looking for a book on a certain subject Mm -hmm. on Amazon. Well, they'll rank you. Like on, in your search, the best sellers or those that sell the most or have the most reviews will show up. And uh, you're going to have to go on page 13. To, like if, you, <laughs> if you're looking for a particular title, you might have to go to page 10 or 13. So, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. and we'll talk same a bit th- of... Same thing with the podcast. We'll talk a bit yeah. about SEO a bit later as well. But um, like you said earlier, it's really great if you can... Uh, you know, get a podcast out twice a week or even three times, it's even better. But it it really depends on your type of audience. Your capacity. Your capacity, exactly. You don't want to offer, you know, crappy content that's very, uh, you know, fast, like, you know, the the kind of content that people go, okay, there wasn't much thought put into this or notes or any research. No, you want to to stand out. And, And obviously for that... You need to bring out the quality. Exactly. And so so think about the frequency. You might want to start with one to start out with. Or like I said, you might want to do one that's longer and kind of chop it in half and say, okay, well, I'm going to go on a little longer and I'm going to edit it in a certain way that, you know, I'll have two podcasts out of this and if you're not topic. Sure, if you're not sure when you're starting out, you can just say to yourself, you know what, I'll go once a week for now. And as I, as I gain experience and see where this is going, I'll see if I want to add a, a second episode during the week. So if I want to double that output, I'll see as it, as it goes. If I get more like better at it and faster and, and, and I see this is not too, too straining, too strenuous on me, you go right ahead. Some people might even go from one to two and then eventually three if they, if they can dish it out. And I've also seen some people will do a certain topic and then they'll say, okay, you know, for this, if you want the premium podcast, sometimes some people will charge yeah. $7 a month to have access to a premium podcast. And that's where they get interviews with people. So they're starting to interview people and say, okay, well, this week we've interviewed this person and they kind of do the promo for that uh, podcast so that people will join the premium yeah. podcast. Or so just extra episodes sometimes. I've seen some websites, they, they, all they do is it's not necessarily better content, it's just more content. So more right. of what you like, right? Right. So you don't have to wait, yeah, exactly, to the next week, which could yeah. be really long if you want to really learn more about a certain thing. So that's a, an interesting option. So like Sebastian said, podcasts have been uh, very popular for the last few years, but at the same time, a lot of people have podcasts and a lot of the market is kind of saturated when it comes to podcasts. There's more, yeah. There's, there's more a lot more choices now. and that's why I uh, Apple Podcasts is a lot more tough in selecting who they're going to rank and, you know, are they getting subscribers? Are they getting... Um, traffic are people mm-hmm. coming to their content are they coming back to their content are they getting reviews yeah yeah as well. same like Amazon but from what I from what the research I did when it comes to reviews um, it's really great but it's not as important as uh, people subscribing and coming to your podcast okay um, yeah so I thought the contrary, but I looked at some really, really popular podcasts and they barely had any reviews. Hmm. People aren't really, 
you know, I don't know. They just don't seem to want to give the time to do that. That's the thing they don't do, huh? Yeah. So there's, you know, a book review, which is already pretty rare, um, is better. People are better at doing that. You have a better chance of getting a review on your book than your podcast, which says a lot, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I was really surprised. I was really surprised. So it's not like it used to be. And I think they changed that because it was kind of getting You probably saw that it was like pretty much like 95% of people didn't get reviews on their podcast. So if you're going to rank it, just judging on that, it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. And another thing, you know, like I do now is that I understand this ever since, you know, We've we marketed some books and we've started our podcast and all that. I'm really conscious as a Christian entrepreneur that when somebody writes a book or has a podcast and I say I'm going to subscribe or I'm going to check out their content, I do do it and I do leave a review. Yeah, because yeah, because I really appreciate if somebody somebody does that for me. Yeah. So I I give it forward even before not expecting anything in return. I don't even ask the person, but. I, I just see it as, look, you know, you're just doing something really nice and eventually, you know, somebody's going to do something nice for you too well, as when, well. When you're doing it yourself, you become a lot more conscious also of the what the other person is going through. Like, okay, yeah. you know what? Oh, they're starting you out. See how I love valuable, podcast. It's yeah. really good. I'm just going to go and leave a review. It's going to take two minutes, not, yeah. even, not even two minutes. Before you write a book, you really don't care about reviews on a book and you don't see the importance of that. But when you do write a book and and you realize how people uh, will say they're going to give you a review and they don't yeah. because they're busy, because life happens, whatever, you realize how, go- how precious it is, right? And yeah. how people are just consumed by, you know, not having enough time and busy, busy, busy that these things is like, oh, too much trouble, right? Yeah, whether it's podcast or book, the reviews are gold. And I, I remember me, uh, like when the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm not getting any reviews. And, and then it made me really conscious of the struggle of authors. And what I did is I went through my own library at home. I was like, I bought this, this, this. I made a list. And then I went on Amazon. And some books were like I had bought maybe four years ago. <laughs> I went and <laughs> left a review. I was like, I got to leave reviews for these authors because I, some books I really, really enjoyed and really loved. And I never took the time. Yeah. So when you become an author yourself, you're like, wow, I got to do this because this is painful. <laughs> yeah. So be, be conscious that... It's really important, and so, you know, if you're starting a podcast or thinking to do that, and you're listening to different Christian podcasters, please leave them a review. There's other people that I'm sure that add value to you that you've listened to through the years, and you just haven't thought of doing that. It's a really nice thing to do, and it takes, like, seriously, like, two seconds well, to do on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's and the Bible, the Bible says, he who refreshes others will also be refreshed. So exactly. that's a good way to do that. So we'll get back to our content here. So when you're looking at different social media platforms, okay, your audience might not be hanging out where you you think they're hanging out, okay? And the, the reason I'm telling you this, it's super, super important because depending on your niche, I've heard people say, oh, I'm doing a certain thing, a certain business, and all my followers and everybody in that kind of industry is on Twitter, for example. And other people say, no, 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 like everybody's on Facebook or everybody's on Instagram. Well, you need to find out where your kind of people are hanging out because that's where you want to be and you want Mm -hmm. to uh, spend some attention and some time there. You don't want to be wasting your money, you know, marketing on every platform that exists when it's not necessary. 
you know, like for example, network marketers for the longest time, it was Facebook and Instagram. And then Facebook, you know, was less popular because it was harder to get uh, organic reaches. So everybody was saying to everybody, go on Instagram. Now it's actually really hilarious because <laughs> I'm getting emails of people saying, no, you're not getting any organic reach anymore. You're not getting seen on Instagram. What to do? here listen to this listen to that right they're all giving solutions because like everybody's just flocking from one place to the other yeah so the people's <laughs> attention always varies from one social media to another depending on what's trending right right exactly i remember when facebook lives came out man it was hot 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 for business it was yeah. really good and, and i i still want to kick myself for not jumping on the bandwagon at the time but i remember some so many people made fortunes when they first when it first came out and they jumped on the, the opportunity yeah. and they Facebook lived every day, they grew their business exponentially. And that was the place to be. And like two years later, Facebook lives barely got any views and yeah. it's just not work, worth it anymore. So Yeah, with technology, it's really like that. Whatever's trending, you, you kind of have to jump on it right away. And, you know, now it's Insta stories and IGTV and that's really, really popular, even for podcasters, those that want to film themselves podcasting on IGTV, that's become really popular because people have an idea of what you look like. And, and that's something that eventually we want to do as well, because people relate to you visually as well, not just to hearing your voice, yeah. right? So that's another thing that you'll want to do on your, on, in your content. If you can add pictures about what you're talking about, in your show notes, if you have a guest, put pictures of the guests, put the information of the guests. And that's another episode, how to build show notes. Uh, that's something else that, that we can't go into right now because it's kind of long. But you really want to, people to identify to you. So if you want to do IGTV um, and just do the, they're basically like two minutes, you know, capsules. So you're basically like introducing your podcast and what you're going to talk about just to get the person like, oh, okay, cool. It's intriguing. Like I have to listen to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they click the link and end up on your, on your weekly podcast. Um, so that could be a great strategy. But the reason I was talking about social media primarily is because people are very open on social media. It's like, become the new telephone you know the new tv and telephone so people are you know basically conversing a lot more than even on the phone with people through social media so like they say you know the phone barely rings it's more like messages messages because people have Text, been yeah. yeah so used to chit-chatting and i've noticed on very popular pages of you know different audiences like i'm I'm marketing to Christian entrepreneurs. So my job is to find out what are the pages that Christian entrepreneurs like hanging out on. So what do they like? What are their interests? Who do they follow on mm -hmm. Instagram, for example? And then I can check and see in the comments, depending on the topics that that person is, that influencer is talking about, I can see what what is most popular, you know? how many likes or how many comments has mm. this topic had, That's smart. Yeah. then it's like, okay, they're really interested in learning about that. Okay, cool. And then I'll check out the comments sometimes and see, okay, the person, uh, there's a lot of people asking this sort of question. So that's another thing that they're wondering about. So that could be a good strategy if you have like no clue, you know, and you really want to study your audience, in the, especially in the beginning, 
to understand the different struggles and pain points. That mm -hmm. could be a really uh, easy way to do that. There's Facebook groups as well, like we mentioned before with the ADHD groups. Well, the same thing for any niche that you're talking about, right? If you're an author and you're going to podcast to other authors, then you want to be in those Facebook groups that are for authors, yeah. right? Because you want to hear, you know, what they're talking about and what they're interested in learning and stuff. And so same thing, you know, with uh, marketing, with network marketing, uh, you want to be in those groups and, and see what kind of questions, what the professional network network marketers are talking about. Maybe mm -hmm. you want to podcast about those very topics, you know. So those are all um, ideas. Uh, if you're really not sure because you haven't lived those pain points and you haven't overcome them. Like for us, a lot of the things that we've talked about in the past are topics that either were pain points for us that we overcame and were able to add value to you guys. One of the most popular ones is the father wound, um, which gets a lot of traffic and a lot of people have enjoyed because... Um, it's a bit about our, our background and our story and all that mm -hmm. and people relate to that and it's a very popular topic because a lot of people have father wounds right i think and, it was titled overcoming the father wound yeah and we thought it was really important because we see how as entrepreneurs and leaders that could really hinder us if we have a, a deep father wound and that's why we decided to do that topic and you know because normally you think oh well that's something you would have like in a self-help you know blog or something But we were like, you know, you know what? That is something that we had to overcome. That was really difficult. And a lot of Christian entrepreneurs have had missing fathers or, uh, you know, bad relationships with their parents or one parent. And it has to be addressed because it, it does affect you as a leader. And so that's why we decided to do that very topic, right? So you really have to dig deeper into the, the, the needs of that person psychologically, emotionally, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm talking about like if you're doing for Christian kind of content, you yeah, know, it's for a other lot of, Christians. It's a lot of homework if yeah. you're going to do it right. And, uh, but it's worth it in the end. It really, really is. For... Yeah, a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, this is a lot of work or whatnot. Uh, like I said, it really depends on your motives. It really depends on why you're doing this podcast. Um, it is a super great tool to to for people to get to know you, experience, you know what it what it's like to get to know Elizabeth and Sebastian as coaches, as opposed to, uh, for example, if we would just sell to you a bunch of courses that we've done, and you'd be like, well, you know, I don't really know these people, like, you know, you, you kind of be like, even if the topic is interesting to you, like, if I'm gonna sell you a course, even then I would put a video talking a bit about the course because I want you to feel uh, why I did this course and how it's going to help you and all that, you know? It, so like people, people need that connection yeah, online because it used to be they would walk into a store, yeah. shake the hand of the salesman, get a feel in person of what that person's like. So it was more, it was more personable back then. Now it's all online um, and it creates kind of like a, a gap that, that needs to be filled Like you said, through video, through a podcasting, obviously blogging, uh, everything that you can put out there that will make people like, know, and trust you more, yeah. the better. Exactly. So you want to think about all those things. And like I said, if for you, 
a podcast is just an extra way to get some extra traffic, then it's no big deal. You can do shorter podcasts, just little segments. And maybe if you're really busy, like for example, a lot of people, a lot of Christian entrepreneurs are doing a lot of things in Facebook groups. They're giving a lot of content to their audience in groups. Yeah. So you can just, you know, record yourself or like MP3 your video. And like I said, just take some nuggets. You're Maybe you're like, oh, that was really good. You know, when I talked about a certain thing right there, I'm going to cut that part out and put it on my podcast and bingo. And you didn't really have to create new content, right? Mm -hmm. For us, we decided to use, uh, our needs were different because Sebastian and I are uh, entrepreneurs, but we have different strengths. Sebastian loves books. Um, He likes writing books. He likes producing uh, content because he loves to teach. So we decided to use a platform um, that we'll talk to you a bit about in the end that has more, uh, that offers a lot more to it um, as opposed to just a simple Libsyn website because for us it was really important that people can come back to this hub, this Christian Entrepreneur Hub and access information. So my search bar is very popular and I see what people are searching for because they are looking for specific content and that gives me a good idea on what I want to also build for future podcast episodes because I see what they're looking for yeah. as a Christian entrepreneur when they do land on my website. So I, I really had the idea, you know what, I really want to solve as many needs as I can. Uh, that's why we did top men, top women, online business. So like today, this topic is about online business because podcasting is part of business. Um, other times, you know, we're talking about leadership. Other times we're talking about kingdom. Marriage, sometimes, yeah. relationships, you know. Yeah, uh, we did an episode on how to not let your business ruin your marriage because we know it's a, it's very tough as entrepreneurs sometimes for the other spouse that isn't an entrepreneur to, you know, to understand you and you. there's different things that you need to work on to make mm. sure you're marriage is strong so we did an episode on that so those are just examples you know of what of how we go about it and how um you know that's really been what we focused on um, but primarily were the pain points and overcoming those pain points were how we basically started because we really had a heart for christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't know who didn't have that place where they could get that kind of content because we felt that, you know, in churches, uh, the Christian world is talking to most people that are doing nine to five jobs. And, you know, they're okay with that. And that's fine. But, you know, there wasn't enough content that were that was for entrepreneurs. And then we felt that, okay, well, now we're listening to more secular people to learn about entrepreneurship. Exactly. Yeah. And then we're like, find yourself listening to secular content for, for, for business or for entrepreneurship. And you're like, well, they don't, they don't have the mind of God. Yeah. They don't have the heart of God. So I'm missing out on, uh, on another dimension. You try to, you try to get uh, the best from both worlds and try to build your own philosophy around that. And it can be really, really hard. So I think having a hub, like we created where just specifically for Christian entrepreneurs was for us the, the a really, really great thing, a really great tool for all those Christians to prevent them from going looking for solutions in uh, the world with 
worldly philosophies and all uh, the teachings yeah. that come with that. And you know, one of Sebastian's uh, strengths has always been teaching, but he's always been able to understand information in a certain way that he was able to, like, you know, like they say, chew the grass and spit out the hay. He was able to see, okay, well, those elements are important, but no, that is a bit too new agey for me, so I'm going to stick away from that. Um, and, you know, filter out properly and then uh, do a lot of research and find out, okay, that's a good Christian source to, to be studying or this and that. So he was able to do that. And that's why, and it threw a lot of prayer as well. Like, you know, I'm talking about the uh, technical aspects of creating content and different things you can do. But there's a, there's a lot of implication that you have to... Um, make God your CEO, and we talk about that as a kingdom entrepreneur, how important it is. You know, there's podcasts sometimes that we said, we really feel that we have to do this topic, but Lord, we really need help doing this one because yeah. either it's just hard because it hits home too much or we've just come over it, like overcome it not that long ago. Yeah. But we know that it really is going to help people. So we want to deliver this properly and we want to really help people. Um, you know, so we've we've oftentimes prayed and implicated God in our podcast. There's even been times where Sebastian is like, this is really good, but there's missing something. There's missing something. And he'd pray about it and then God would show him. God yeah. would reveal him. Or he would use you. <laughs> yeah, or he'd use me. Or sometimes it's, yeah. I want to do a certain thing certain topic and Sebastian God will use Sebastian to complete you know so I'll, I'll start the skeleton and or he'll complete it or sometimes refrain um, there have been times when we either one of us would want to talk about a certain subject and you know what it just wasn't the right time for us right now to talk about that subject for some for so, so many reasons sometimes you haven't overcome it sometimes you just don't understand it fully enough you need to dig deeper and do more homework on it so yeah. maybe it's going to be a better time in two months from now yeah um but for so many reasons sometimes it's just not the right time to dish out a certain content and and you don't have the you don't feel you have the green light for it yet and it? sometimes the other person will feel it like for us we're a couple obviously so uh, liz might say are you sure it's the right time or or sometimes i'm going to say you know what i don't think you should talk about that just yet or you know i mean there's so so many reasons that can come up for a green light or a red light yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, so I've talked about the different things that, you know, as a, a Christian entrepreneur, I, I can't go through all the different kind of niches, obviously. But, you know, that's more the general aspects of a podcast. Um, you know, obviously, if you're marketing, you're talking about uh, topics that are relating to your book then it's a lot easier because you're taking nuggets of your book and you're elaborating and maybe you're talking you're going to get guests that are talking about that exact topic and you know that could be a lot easier for you to create content right but um, I want to focus on the more Christian aspects so as you know we do a lot of Christian teachings as well so Sebastian has another way of thinking and another way of doing things when it's teaching kind of content and so for those of you that are listening to us, uh, some of you are youth pastors, some of you are pastors of a church or whatnot, and you're always seeking for creative ways to create content, this might really help you. Yeah, well, I, I'm a little, little bit more old school than Elizabeth. Um, 
she's very uh, a la page when it comes to online marketing trends and all that. Um, obviously, when I when I approach a podcast subject, and I know I'm going to teach on a certain biblical uh, topic or whatever, I approach it very differently. Well, anyway, to some degree. So here's how I proceed. Well, like if, if I need to find a subject for the podcast, and and we know, okay, this week it's going to be a Bible teaching. Well, first thing I need to do is think, right? I I need to find that subject that I know is going to resonate with our with our audience. So we're talking to Christian entrepreneurs, but Christian entrepreneurs. So anything basically that has to do with faith can definitely help them in their own lives. And if they're helped in their lives, it's going to uh, trickle down in their business, right? So obviously, if I touch on faith, I know it's eventually going to uh, trickle down on their business and bless them. Obviously, I, I, I can't go too theological. I mean, there's things that I won't tackle on purpose. But the first thing I, I, I really aim for is to find a really great subject. So I'm going to think about uh, pain points, a spiritual truth that I've encountered in my life or sometimes that by talking with my wife she will have encountered and I'll go like oh you know what that would make a great subject for uh, next week's podcast or maybe the other week or next week after that a doctrine sometimes it might be a doctrine that I want to address uh, it could be part of a series okay so it could just be like okay this week's episode is gonna I'm gonna concentrate on so-and-so doctrine because I find it's really really important for uh, our listeners to understand this because it's going to help them in their life, but eventually trickle down again in their business. Because if you if you have correct thinking and correct thinking comes from correct doctrine, it's going to affect the whole of your life. Uh, and other times I'm just going to have a, a Bible story. You know, uh, it could be an account in the Bible, uh, David and Goliath, or uh, a parable of Jesus that that hit home, and I'd like to expand more on. So that could be another. Uh, subject, but the the point is number one. I want to find a great subject, okay? And once I found that subject, by the way, that's oftentimes that's the toughest part: finding that great subject, that great idea that I want to develop, okay? So that's first thing. And s- number two, once I found it, well, I know I have a, usually I'll have a week or two to to think about it. So I'm going to start thinking about it, praying about it, and meditating on it, and. Uh, I'm going to think like things like, how do I address this? Or what do I say about this very subject? Or what lessons can I, can I, uh, can I take from this? And maybe think about points I want to, to like break it down a little bit. Like I'll take the whole subject and I'll break it down into point number one, two, three, four, five, you know, depending. So this is, this is the second thing I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it a lot and pray about it. Number three. Obviously, I'll go, I'll go to work in the scriptures, and uh, oftentimes what I like to do, uh, you know, there's two types of, of teaching or preaching. There's expository Bible uh, teaching, which is, you know, more technical, like, more uh, methodical. You go through the book verse by verse by verse. Uh, obviously, we're not a ministry, so that's we go more by the other, the other method, which is topical. So finding a topic and expounding on it. So that's the method I use. So and once I find a topic, I like to find relevant scriptures about that subject that might enlighten it quite a bit. And sometimes the the right scripture might uh, might be three pages long in my teaching. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I go to work trying to find relevant scriptures. That's number three. Number four, and that's the uh, that's a lot of work here, 
but it's so important. Number four, what I'm going to do, uh, once I found all that, I'm going to start uh, ex expanding a little bit on other people's thinking. Because as John Maxwell once put it so well, he said, most of my best thinking has been done by others. And it's the same with me. So sometimes when, when, once you find all that, you're like, okay, I know what I think about this, but what do others think about this? So I'm going to go to work. And during that week or that couple of weeks, I'm going to listen to Bible teachings or sermons or read commentaries about that very subject that I found that I want to talk about. And that is really, really where it gets interesting for me. Uh, that's when I might find uh, some better ideas than mine. Others, I might find some contradictions to what I was already thinking, which might make me adjust in like, oh, you know what? I, I, used, I, I saw it like this, but he brings up such a good point. And it might even, like I said, contradict what I'm saying. And I'd be like, hmm, I need to pray more about this. So that sometimes that makes me sometimes say, okay, you know what? I'm not ready this week. So sometimes I go to Elizabeth. I say, you know what? I'm not ready this week for so-and-so subject. Uh, we'll have to find something else. And then we shift and we do something else for that week. And I keep working on the thing I was working on to adapt it and to work it better, to pray more about it and to go deeper as I like to do. So uh, it really helps to go like to go um, wider, to be, um, I guess, mature enough to say, what do others have to, to teach on this? And other people, um, what they like to do is they like to uh, basically reteach what they were taught. You know, sometimes you're just going to, you're going to hear a sermon from someone or you're going to read a book or you're going to, and then you're going to be like, you know what? I want to teach that. So you, you can just give credit. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I've done it in the past. You can say so-and-so said, had three points on this and I just want to maybe expand on it or talk about it or give my own twist on it and, and share it with you guys because it helped me so much. All right, so I've done that as well. Number five, number five. I like to find relevant stories, quotes, illustrations. Uh, illustrations are short stories or, or, or little um, vivid, uh, vivid little uh, anecdotes that are relevant to the subject I'm talking about to make it, uh, make it clearer for the listener. I think there's something so powerful about a story or an illustration. As you share it, it makes this. It can put the whole subject in perspective for the listener. Because sometimes uh, I tend to be too cut and dry. And uh, I was just talking with uh, Elizabeth this week about that. I said I need to, to get more in touch with the way I used to preach when I was younger or teach when I was younger. I put so much effort back then to find the right illustration. Or, or when I wrote my book, Lead Like a Superhero, I, 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 I would spend sometimes hours trying to find the right quote or the right illustration or, 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 or anecdote that would really put everything in, in such good context, you know, so like really make everything come so much clearer for the, the reader or the listener in the case of a podcast. And what I found really, really useful uh, for my own, um, my own way of teaching, uh, well, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've noticed that, I like to take YouTube clips. Sometimes I'm going to teach on a certain subject and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I have a clip here by, for example, it could be T.D. Jakes or uh, some other teacher, like anyone else who has some influence or some respectability in Christianity. 
and uh, and bring it forth. And sometimes it's not even a, a Christian preacher. Sometimes it's just it could be a scientist or anyone who brings in something that makes the subject come more alive for the listener and that adds value. So uh, what I do is I take the clip and I, I change it in MP3, MP3 format, and I add it. When I edit the podcast, I add it in. And usually it's added a lot of value to my listeners. So I like doing that as well. But uh, yeah, and that's a lot. It, it, it sounds silly. It sounds like, oh, that's, that's no big, big deal. But uh, as a content creator, uh, that's oftentimes the part that I would say is almost half the work there. Because sometimes you're going to build the content and it's going to take some time, obviously. That's the big part. But I would, I would say maybe that's the anecdotes part might be 30 to 40% of the time needed in the whole content building part. Obviously, building the, the meat of it is longer. But, and Liz has, has lost patience with me sometimes when I was <laughs> looking for, for, for some, oh, I need to find the perfect lit or the perfect anecdote or the perfect quote. And I, I can be... Perfectionitis. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can have perfectionitis sometimes when it comes to that because I find it so important because I like it so much. I like getting, I like, re when I read a book, I like getting the perfect quote or I like... It's the preacher side of him that comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to add to that. I remember John Maxwell saying that when he had, uh, when he come across a great quote in a book or um, something that he read somewhere, he would jot them down and he would put them aside And the reason he did that is because obviously he writes a lot of books and sometimes he's looking for the perfect quote for a certain thing. Yeah. And then he, so he has them in a, in a bank. So you could do the same thing like with Google Docs, uh, you know, copy paste powerful pages that are, have great illustrations and mark them down so that when you do need to talk about a certain topic, you don't have to do as much research. So you can put a lot of quotes in there. Uh, YouTube clips on a certain topic and categorize them so that saves you time if and then you can mark you know once you've used them so that you don't reuse the same stuff yeah obviously and I mean Google is truly your best friend I mean we are so lucky with the online online world today content creators I mean just a few keys on your keyboard and you can find what you're looking for as opposed to yesteryear when when you were building content you needed books right you need and i have i still have all the books i i used i still use those books by the way i have bartless familiar quotations which is a really great resource for quotes uh but but most of that stuff can be found online now um i have fifteen uh, thousand illustrations and, and i don't want to talk about too many books I, I have here that, that help but but I mean my point is the online world is really amazing for content creators now few strokes of your keyboard you can write for example you I don't know um, for example if you want to find a great quote on youth leadership you go on Google you write quote youth leadership and then oftentimes if you click on the regular search It's not as good for me, I found, uh, that if you click on images, then you're going to have all the, uh, the images with the quotes. It seems to, to, to be a really popular thing nowadays that people put them on, uh, on Facebook and all that. So then they all show up. 
and you find that that's where you find the jewels for, for quotes. Yeah. Uh, illustrations are a little harder to find. You have to do a little more homework, more digging, but still online is a great, great, great way to find them. And number six, and I'm going to try to be concise here. Uh, number six, what I do, and this is really optional, okay, because that's just my style and I'm kind of old school. I write it all down. When, when, I, uh, when I do a teaching, I like to write it all down. Sure, when I go and do the podcast, I might be off the cuff and, 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 and just be detached from what I wrote down. But I like having those guidelines to keep me in line with what I'm trying to uh, convey. Because as a teacher, it's really, really important for me that the audience learns in sequence what I want to say and that they learn, they learn it the way I wanted to present it. So for me, that's the best way. But there's some amazing teachers out there who do it off the cuff and are just as efficient. So you don't need to do that. But here's the dual thing that's really cool about writing it down. Once it's written down, guess what? If you've done, I don't know, 30 podcast episodes on a certain subject and you've written it all down really, really well, properly, well, you have a book, my friend. You have a book or at least you have a really, really good blog. So you, you need to think about that in this uh, age of social media and repurposing and, and marketing your stuff. You know, I know there's something that might be frowned upon on the writing it down thing because people like dynamic speakers who just like are off the cuff and inspiring and they just like uh, say what they think and they're in the moment. And, and that's all great. I mean, I've listened, I listen to some of these guys and I just love them. But there's something really powerful about writing it all down that you can use afterwards that you need to think about if it's good for you. Yeah, and you know, there's another aspect of that too that's very powerful is that uh, a lot of people like to um, talk to a specific audience that they feel that they're part of. And so they will teach, basically, they will talk about what they want to learn as well. Because, for example, yeah. if if you are your target target audience right so for example if i use us as an example right let's say there's a lot to say about faith for example okay so there's a lot of dimensions there's a lot of things that you can you can go in depth and, and so learn layers. about faith there's so many layers that let's say i say okay well i heard a preacher talking about this aspect of faith and I, I want to understand more about this. So I think it would be really great if I can, you know, dive more into that, listen to more teachings about that. And then oftentimes the Holy Spirit will speak to me and then I'll say, you know what? We have to speak about this component. This yeah. component really s struck a core with me and I really think that it's going to help Christian entrepreneurs. So oftentimes, me and Sebastian and I will listen to different content so we don't listen to the same stuff. It's, you know, it's always uh, leadership or faith-based, but we like different, different teachers sometimes. So sometimes we'll listen to a certain thing and, and go, oh, you know what, he said this and that, and uh, that would make a really great podcast if we could elaborate more on this topic, and then we study more and study more and then create something really good for you guys, yeah. right? So a lot of it comes from inspiration in that way by listening to really good content. And, you know, like I say, you pray about it. The Holy Spirit will oftentimes talk to you because he wants you to succeed. He wants you to help others. And, you know, as a kingdom entrepreneur, we always have to remember that we aren't marketing in a way to, you know, for selfish benefits. Right. So when you are podcasting, 
most of you Christian entrepreneurs that are podcasting, you're doing it to add value to people and to help people. And so when you have this mindset and you're trying to solve pain points and solve struggles and put end to fear on certain topics, you're thinking as a kingdom entrepreneur, obviously the Lord loves that and he's going to inspire you and he's going to help you if you ask him to. Yeah. You know, there's there's that aspect. So the last thing I'm going to leave you on is um, this last thing we're going to talk about really quickly. I won't go into depth with SEO, but another thing that you can do is sometimes you have pretty much the content and you pretty much know, for example, okay, let's say I'm talking about significance, but there's obviously a lot of layers, a lot of different ways to talk about significance. So I pretty much have my idea but I'm not so sure about my SEO title and I want to make sure that I'm getting traffic to that. I'll go check answerthepublic.com. So that's a website, answerthepublic.com, where you can put the word, for example, significance, and it's going to give you the different types of questions that people are actually putting into Google, asking uh, Google about, you know, what is significance or uh, you know, maybe is what is significance in leadership or, you know, they're asking different things and then you can see what's popular and that'll give you a better idea of how to formulate the title of your podcast so that you're sure that it's actually getting searched for on Google and will actually rank and people will actually come to your to your website or to your podcast, right? Obviously, we can't, you know, go into, I think we've given you quite a bit of information. Probably you're in information overload. But um, there's uh, also this platform that we're part of um, called Podcast Websites. And the great thing about this platform, we've done different types of platforms. We've tried different things for, uh, I think I built like seven different websites (laughs) for Thriving on Purpose. For the content that we were producing, and at the time it was a lot of um, Kindle books and you know, uh, ebooks and whatnot. And so I did a lot of research when I wanted to do podcasting, and I was very familiar with WordPress, and that's the platform that most people use for podcasting, right? Because yeah. for example, ClickFunnels is really great for sales when you have offers to offer to people, but the platform is not made in a in a way where you can have podcasts and combine all those podcasts so people still have to go on a a podcast hosting platform to put their podcasts Mm. so that's why people use podbean libsyn um, you know there's all kinds out there there's many now but the problem is that you can't really write much about the description you you can't really put a lot of links to anything Um, If you're into affiliate marketing as well as podcasting, well, that limits you. You really need to have a website for that with WordPress, right? And the problem was just having a regular website with Bluehost uh, creates a problem in the sense that you need to add so many different things to finally have a website that looks decent. And there's so much technical techie stuff that you have to learn so techie stuff yeah and so if you're not an you know coder that doesn't like eight you know you you hate html and you're not a web developer and all that and you're thinking oh my gosh like you know i i got this bluehost website and i barely understand how to stick a podcast on this and you know like it doesn't look right the image looks weird i can't you know i know because i've been through all those struggles and it just 
was a nightmare. Like I really hated it. And I'm not that bad tech tech wise. I'm actually pretty no, you're pretty decent. Pretty decent. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I just can't imagine like some people how they must want to tear their hair out, right? So and like I said, by then I was like at my six seven website building. Yeah, okay? so, I so tried that's, like, that's more than pretty decent actually. I had tried many many different platforms and different things, and you know, learning about a lot of this stuff. So um, that's why I love podcast websites, and I'll put the link at the bottom of the the show notes at our website thrivingonpurposepodcast.com episode. What are we forty four now? Uh, yeah, yeah, this episode 44, I'll put it on the bottom of that link so you can check out all the features that podcast websites. They are amazing. Yeah, I offers. mean, I, I, I'm not the, the guy, I'm not the one who takes care of the tech, but they have always had our back. And uh, there's not one thing that they don't answer Elizabeth when she's got a tech issue. Uh, and sometimes they'll just do it for her. She's gonna ask the question. They come back. They 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 quickly reply. Here's what you need to do. Boom, boom, boom. It's solved. And if she wasn't able to implement it, oftentimes they'll just say, "We got your back. We'll yeah. do it." Boom. And they do it. And they they get back to her, and it's done. Yeah. So it's now they're it's, amazing. It's really been honestly a godsend yeah. when we found these people. Literally, yeah. And um, I actually had found them through another uh, very famous entrepreneur website. And they had recommended this podcast website. And I thought it was, at first, I was like, okay, what is that? I was just kind of intrigued. And then when I read all the features, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to get this. This is amazing. Because basically, it's your one platform where everything is there. Everything's so included you in have, one place. Yeah, you have the hosting. No headaches. You have, you know, your podcast players. You Everything is click, drag and drop, like you can design every page to look the way you want it to, which is absolutely amazing. So I configured thrivingonpurpose.com exactly the way I wanted it. Um, and at the same time, if you're not techie, what's great about it is that a lot of it is done for you. So you customize it as you want. But the theme and everything is pretty much there. So they've really built it so that if you are like a tech dweeb that knows nothing about techie nothing like you have no idea how to do this they built it so that you could just simply get ready and go like you just could add your file of your podcast and stick an image and you're ready to go and if they're clueless if they're really really clueless when they start not a problem they've got you covered they've got this amazing platform of teachings and uh, webinars an academy academy yeah. yeah where you get all these resources for understanding what you're doing basically and how the, the the platform operates yeah it's fantastic so what they've done is they've created like a, a mini course of video tutorials that are really short so it's like if you don't have time it's like 10-15 minutes you know a video basically shows you okay how to design this how to do that uh, whatever if it's stuff that you want to customize and then that so that wasn't long to go through and then you have the academy so that's where they interview very experienced podcasters that have made lots and lots of money podcasting and they'll ask them their tricks like how do you build your show notes or how do you edit your podcast or you know what's the best way to do this and that what's the time saver to do this and that and so that's a really great place and on top of that they have a forum so if you have questions you want to ask other really 
uh, well-known podcasters and other people that are experienced in podcasting, they've got your back there. They now have a Facebook group as well. So anyways, I won't go on, uh, go on and on and on, but you guys check it out because if you want to do podcasting the professional but simple way, that is really the best way to go. Or if you've been with a platform and just not satisfied with that particular platform and you're shopping around to find something else, go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And they're also gonna they're also gonna give you tips on, um, you know, monetizing your podcast and marketing as well. So instead of you know like listening to uh, signing up to a million email lists and finding out from one, finding out from one, you know, I know I've done it. Like we've all you know listened to so many different podcasters and tips and tricks, and you get like so dizzy at one point that you know. Some people are saying similar things. Other people are going a different way about it and it just gets super confusing. So for me, this was really great because I just asked them, honestly, <laughs> the technical support is so amazing that oftentimes I'm like, okay, I want to do this. With You're on my a podcast. first name basis with them now. <laughs> like I know their names. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Lester, can you help me do blah, 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 blah. I need to, you know, create this and create that. And like, so what do I do? And so either he'll give me the information I need or like I, like Sebastian said, oftentimes he'll just do it for me. He's absolutely amazing. So their tech support is the best that I've ever seen. And I was with other good companies like Bluehost and what, and it's nothing comparable to that. So anyway, so you guys have a great week. I hope that we added value to you guys and share this podcast. There's other Christians, entrepreneurs, for sure, that need to know this information. Oh, and if, if by the way, if this, if listening to this episode, you felt guilty for not leaving a review on our <laughs> podcast, well, we hope this will urge you to do so. <laughs> we wish you a great week, and uh, thank you for listening to us, and be blessed. And thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.